Hello. How's life? It's pretty good. Okay. Well, nice <laughs> catching up with you. <laughs> it's hard because we caught up before the episode started, and now oh, we don't yeah. really we don't really have an intro. We should stop talking in real life and only talk when we're recorded. Yeah. <laughs> We hit record and then we have our our weekly catch up and then all that good stuff. That cold open. I don't think I don't think we'll ever beat the cold open as good as the one we had on the uh, living you armor just start one. Freaking explaining all of bed knots and broomsticks. <laughs> the history behind Mary Poppins and bed knots and broomsticks and the casting and music setup. Yeah, all no, right. we can't beat that. No, this won't be a cold open. Welcome to Stone Houses. An Amateur Guide to Fiction, Fable, and Folklore. I'm Laura Bernadette Meeker. And I'm Caitlin Bruder. Uh, in related news, Lily Zong uh, tweeted a picture of a preserved anglerfish that I think is high quality. And, um, Ooh. And very much in line, it's got kind of the sunken, formless eyes and the kind of line of a mouth. Yeah. Which, okay, I've realized what our this week's creature reminds me of, which is... If a gooboo was sea dwelling, <laughs> a gooboo is um, a creature from Final Fantasy XIV, an MMORPG <laughs> that I play. Good. I feel like the anglerfish and like the blobfish. I feel like both squeak me out in very similar mm. ways. I love, the but blobfish. like they're they're very like opposite ends yeah, of like the sharpness spectrum. Yes, as Although, far as the shape of a creature could be. It. Really blows my mind how different um, blobfish look in water versus out. <gasps> yeah. Like oh in gosh, their, yeah. you know, living creature that moves around and out, they're just kind of a formless lump of fat, <laughs> which I'm very into. Yeah. They do sort of resemble the, uh, what are they called? The That Doctor Who thing where like the living oh, okay. fat. Oh, uh, Adipose. I finally figured out what that is. Yeah, there called. we go. Yeah, basically, like if you took one of those little Adipose babies and stretched it out, like p- Control T, transform tool, <laughs> Adipose. Yeah, that's pretty much it. All right, now I'm just looking at pictures of goos. They're so I mean, cute. It's all you need. As you might have guessed, this week we've moved uh, into the ocean. I don't oh, think yeah. we've done an aquatic creature yet, have we? I live in the ocean now. <laughs> we've moved our stone house to the bottom of the ocean. This is a terrifying scenario, and I don't like it. Yeah, I'm not really a fan of <laughs> being in the ocean, but, you know, say lovey. It's one of those things where if I could breathe, it would be nice and pretty, but people yeah, who do uh, cave diving are next-level, like, like thrill seekers. Yeah. I did have an anxiety attack snorkeling in, like, six feet of water once, so I'm, like, oh, no. not cut out for that at all. <laughs> I can't say I've ever been uh, snorkeling, even, or diving or whatever, I, but... Uh, I, I was once stung by a jellyfish. This was a different time <laughs> snorkeling. I think I also had an anxiety attack that time, because we were in, like, 30 oh, no. feet of water, and I, like, it was, like, a little baby one, like, you know, like, in Finding Nemo? Uh-huh. And it, like, was, I was, like, just kind of had Those my arms out, like, more... starfish style, and was drifting, and I pushed my arms back to, to, like, move forward, and there was a little baby one that was, like, right next to my, oh. like, my rib cage, and I knocked it into myself, and then I flinched, knocked my goggles off my head, and then was just, like, <laughs> disoriented, and when I finally got my goggles clear, I saw this little dude just, like, floating away from me. It hurt real bad, and oh, I had to get no. all the way back to shore with, like, flooded goggles. <laughs> 
I'm sorry, buddy. That sounds really scary. The ocean is beautiful. I just have bad, bad luck in it. <laughs> I, I like swimming in... I guess I really only... I like swimming in open water. I don't know. Stuff hasn't bitten my legs off yet, but... That's good. I hope it stays that way. There's still time. Oh, that's also good. <laughs> Welcome back. Kaylin and I just spent several minutes discussing the pronunciation of this creature's name because uh, all of the uh, American, like, cryptid stuff pronounces Ninjin, but all of the stuff on the actual word uh, is pronounced Ningen. So we're going to go with Ningen. Yes, because it, it is a Japanese word. I'm enough of a weeb that I guess what it meant <laughs> when you brought it up. I was like, it doesn't that mean human? I read yep. Inuyasha when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, so we are going to go with what we could find for the Japanese pronunciation. Um, so sorry to all of the videos and like sorry. mini documentaries I walked that watched that called it Ninjin. Uh, we're not going to go with that. Uh <laughs> Ningen is what we're going to call it. N-I-N-G-E-N. And by all of our uh, cold open talk, you might have guessed this creature is of the ocean. Yeah, man. It's in there. It's swimming around. It's being mildly threatening, although it seems like just kind of it's trying to exist. It just exists. Yeah, it it just sort of is there. It doesn't really, I haven't heard, there's no like, besides the way it supposedly looks, there really isn't anything threatening about it. No, it just kind of the chill guy, a chill, uh, blobby guy. So before we get too far into the creature itself, I want to talk a little bit about the ocean and where the area in which it supposedly resides. Oh, please do. So in most accounts, it's it's in cold water. I've seen some that it's in the northern hemisphere, but most most of the things I've found were in. It it exists, or the sightings have been in the Southern Ocean, or the Antarctic Ocean, or the Austral Ocean, or whatever you want to call it, off the basically off the coast of Antarctica, down there, I guess, relative to which way's up for you. I don't know the way we as Americans look at the globe. Antarctic is the southern half. <laughs> um, so these are the southernmost waters of the world ocean and it's thought of by like I guess I didn't really I hadn't really thought about this before, but like oceans have have like borders that i guess would be hard to dictate pre-longitude latitude was a thing but um it's thought of as the fourth largest of the five principal like ocean divisions it's smaller than the pacific and the atlantic and the indian oceans but it's bigger than the arctic ocean so i guess unless you know much about oceans that info might mean nothing to you but hey there it is so in this area, there's cold, northward-flowing waters from the Antarctic start mixing with these warmer sub-Antarctic waters. Um, and the sea temperatures kind of vary from negative 2 to 10 degrees Celsius or 28 to 50 degrees Fahrenheit, depending on where you're at. Uh, the Antarctic circumpolar current, which is a fun new term that I learned... <laughs> Um, it's this huge current that is perpetually moving eastward, uh, and it just continues to, like, chase itself, like, in this funky ocean dance. It oh. follows itself around, uh, and it's about uh, 21,000 kilometers or 13,000 miles in length. So it's this just gigantic stretch of water, uh, and it, it's the world's longest ocean current, which transfers 130 million cubic meters per second 
of water. And that's like... Is that a lot? That's horrifying. That's so much... How many cans of soda is that? (laughs) Too many. It's uh, for the imperial system, 4.6 by... Well, 109 cubic feet per second. Hmm. None of these, barely any of these numbers mean anything to me, but I know that 130 million cubic meters per second is quite a bit of water. Um, But it's, uh, according to the article I read, that is, if this means anything to anyone, 100 (laughs) times the flow of every river in the world. Whoa. Yeah. So lots of water. There's lots of funky movement happening in this ocean. And and, uh, if you are in a, in a place that has tornadoes like we are, you know that weird stuff happens when warm hits cold in a funky way. So there's like... This is by far t- the funkiest episode of this podcast yet. I think it might be. We've got And some- I'd like you to put underneath this entire section some like cool music, please. <laughs> so just like find you find some funky music for me, some royalty-free music, and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll stick it under. All right, let's see what old Kev has. <laughs> Uh, um, but basically because of this there's just a lot of weird water masses that exist here that don't exist anywhere else in the world Um, and so because of there's a lot of weird movement and combining of different types of water and different temperatures um, there's this mixing and upwelling in this area that creates an area of very very high nutrients so there's yeah so there's like high levels yum 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 yum, tasty. There's really high levels of like phytoplankton uh, and like different tiny creatures and like Antarctic krill. And the food chains that rely on these are doing very well in return. How do you, do you imagine that krill are just like, in my mind, they've always been tiny shrimp, and I'm pretty sure that's not accurate, but doesn't it I know like, that's what I think of them as too, like but I don't to actually. Eat, like, just a tasty. Oh, they are just tiny shrimp. I just want to oh, eat, eat, like, a spoonful of tiny shrimp. I think I just want to be a whale. I don't really like shrimp very much, but I will say it does seem appealing because cartoon whales eat it, and we all know that cartoon food just seems mm-hmm. super a- appealing. Let's be honest. Being, like, a blue whale, I mean, obviously it wouldn't be the best, but it would be pretty <laughs> chill because you're big enough that not many things want to mess with you. You get to eat just clouds of tiny shrimp (laughs) i mean yeah oh man because i think what i don't remember what probably finding nemo where they're yeah yeah because they eat a lot of the big whale eats a lot of krill and as a child that made me think hmm tasty yum 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 (laughs) oh apparently uh right now krill are moving southwards as polar oceans warm Ooh. My mind. That's not probably not great. No, it sounds w- bad. Don't want things warm. And That's, also <gasps> here's my not very scientific opinion. If they're leaving this area, that is going to upset the food chain balance and making it a less high nutrient zone. Yes. Uh humans are notoriously kind of um I don't want to say apocalyptic, but like... We know, I mean, that's fair. We really enjoy changing biomes in ways we neither understand nor can see the outcome of very clearly. Yeah. See the entire history of invasive species and the whole like, oh man, I have this bug I want to get rid of. Better bring in this bird. Oh no, too many (laughs) birds. Let's bring in this cat. Oh no. This is now Cat <laughs> Island, et cetera, et cetera. 
This is just going to turn into our take care of the earth episode. I was going to put a swear there, but stop myself. Aw, <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, almost no more like sounds for you. As if humans have had a disproportionate effect on the ecosystem for the considerably small population we are. I know we're not small, yeah. but like compared to like beetles. Yeah. I also did see a thing that I thought was very interesting that was like, we sure like have talk big game and like about how we're the whatever, (laughs) the most important species when like we are not even as like obviously humans versus other animals, but like even land dwellers versus sea dwellers. There's so much more ocean than there is land. Yeah, We are vastly outnumbered. If humans are good at anything, it's rationalizing and making ourselves feel important which i guess is like a thing that things who need to live need to think about but (laughs) (laughs) let's not get into my philosophy about (laughs) life which is that Uh, all things that live and exist are suffering and uh, that is the state of being and we should try and ease the pain of others yeah uh, that was way too high-handed. Let's just say, uh, krill. Mmm, tasty, delicious. Please tasty, cut out yeah. Pedantic and probably badly phrased thing <laughs> I said. Uh, so you got this really tasty. Like if if the ocean was a soup, that part <laughs> of the ocean would have like the most. This would be the chunks. tastiest. Have good chunk of beef, maybe like. Do you want to put veggies. beef in your in your seafood soup? Maybe um, surf and turf soup. Maybe maybe we've got uh, maybe we've got some white fish. Maybe it's tilapia. I don't know. I love seafood and know what it is. <laughs> sea cow. Um, you don't know better than me. Sea monkeys. Sea monkey soup. That's what the Southern Ocean is. Do you think sea monkeys are tasty? I don't know if there's much to taste. They probably just taste like salt water. Are they salt water? They're not salt water, are they? Maybe uh, they are. They're a kind of I brine had some when shrimp. I was a kid. So yeah. Okay, so yes. Oh, yes, they probably just taste like salty seafood. But they're one of those creatures that just kind of look like sea bugs, and I'm cool yeah. with that. They might just be sea bugs. Yeah. Although, if let's be honest, they look enough like silverfish that which is funny considering, <laughs> uh. And I don't like silverfish because they're... This is true. They move in a very, like, uh, smooth way that makes me afraid of them. And also, they're really hard to get rid of. (laughs) And one time, I was taking a bath, and uh, one came out of the tray. No! Ah. Ew. All right. Anyway. Ocean soup. Ocean soup. Mmm, tasty bit. All those... (laughs) Good so this ocean guy. soup, this ocean soup in the Southern Ocean is very high in nutrients, essentially, and it supports a very, very wide ecosystem that reaches farther than just this area because uh, that base, that base of that food, that, that, that uh, food pyramid, the scale of mm. who eats what, is very vast and very big, and they exist well here, so that makes every other step above them means they're also doing great. Oh, yeah, just so, circle of life, man. Yeah. So in this area, they 
I read a, an article, like a scientific like journal about hydrothermal vents. This was written in 2010, so some of the information I have might be a little bit dated. But the, these hydrothermal vents were discovered in the Antarctic on the seafloor. So in these cold, cold waters, new and weird life forms are being discovered clustering around these this this warm plume of a vent that's existing on the seafloor. Um, and it's theorized that this type of vent is where life might have originated on Earth four point some billion years ago. I mean, so that's it's out. really cool news. Yeah, so this is like a really cool discovery. Um, fits in with our creature because if weird species are being discovered, who knows what else is down there. So on the Pacific Antarctic Ridge, it's about 2,000 miles from New Zealand and about 1,000 miles from the west coast of Antarctica is where these vents are supposed to be. Um, they spew volcanically heated seawater from like the, the planet's underwater mountain ranges and it's just really cool like descriptions of this area. Um, but these chemicals and these, these compounds and things that are being dissolved into the water influence ocean chemistry because that's just what it would do. That makes sense. Um, but it sustains all of these different organisms in a way that... So the way that sunlight affects plant life on land above the ocean mm-hmm. is the same way that these vents are affecting the seafloor uh-huh. in a very weird way. It's sustaining life in a way much like the sun does. So I thought that was very fascinating. So it's 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 this whole other world at the bottom of the ocean. And like you hear countless times, we know more about the surface of our moon than we know yeah. about our own oceans. So, so there's they, a lot happening. How do they do that? Like uh, they are, don't photosynthesize, I'm assuming. Mm-mm. So it's they these, just... It's, I, think, I believe it's just like the, the minerals and... and uh, chemical not maybe not chemicals i don't know if that's the right word but just these different elements that are being pushed up from the core i suppose if you can metabolize you know like things that aren't oxygen into sugar you can probably metabolize other things also yeah yeah my favorite subspecies of life forms are little sea things that don't have faces yeah (laughs) just little dudes oh man just the best (laughs) But in the past couple of decades, over 200 of these vents have been discovered all over the world, which is cool because that means there's these weird hotspots of funky creatures that we get to learn about. Um, A geochemist named Gisela Winkler said, most of the deep ocean is like a desert, but these vents are oases of life and weirdness. And I love that quote because that's true. The ocean is full of weird things. And if you know these hubs, like... Who knows what you're going to find. I know that but, these are probably, like, very extreme temperatures, but all I can imagine right now is, like, a hot tub that you get to stick your feet yeah. into and warm up. Yeah, that would be very cool. It's in these frigid, frigid waters, so I'm sure it nice feels weird. I'm sure, it would, like, if one came out of nowhere, how weird would that feel to these creatures who have only ever been exposed to... What? Comfort? Yeah, cold... Well, I'm, it probably would be really uncomfortable. Oh, that's true. I don't know. I thought about that while I was reading this. I was like, What's it, what would that feel like? I don't know. But when, when these, these vents erupt, it spew out these gases rich in like uh, a very rare 
uh, isotope called helium-3, um, but it's found in the Earth's mantle and in this magma that bubbles up below this vent. And as it disperses throughout the ocean, it mixes into this, like, this, like, this plume that, like, you can see that, that goes for miles. Like, you know, when a, when a volcano erupts, like, smoke that just goes up, like, it's heavy, like almost it looks like that but coming from the ocean floor and so that's how it's that's how um sometimes when they're looking for them that's how they can find them is if they make this huge huge plume uh and then a sea biologist named cindy van dover who is the director uh, of the duke university marine Lab- laboratory uh said that she expects that new species will be found on the pacific antarctic ridge uh she said these vents are living laboratories so the way this ties in to our, our sea-dwelling creature this week is there's a lot of funky stuff happening on the ocean floor. I feel like ocean cryptid and space cryptid have kind of a similar thing where it's like, man, we don't know what's going on. Maybe. Like, big shrug might be cool. And yeah, I, I do have... I do have a comment that I found about that, but I feel like I'm going to save that for the end of the episode. It's uh, in relation to the Ningen. It's uh, a little weird, but it's very cool. But there are these areas that are full of life and full of weirdness and things that we don't even know about. So maybe this thing is down there. I want to talk about the Ningen so I can talk about my mental image of what it looks like if you picked it up out of the water. Yes, please. Okay, so the Ningen, we said they're basically, like, very elongated uh, adipose. They're, you know, roughly human-shaped. We talked about, yeah, you know. There are a couple different descriptions of them, but the the name comes from... Humans! Yeah, because the, the name Ningen means human, like we said in the beginning. They are... They're named that because they are vaguely humanoid in the most unsettling way. Which makes me wonder if, like, Ningen has different connotations or, like, uh, etymology than the word human, because we would not be able to say, and my favorite cryptid, humans. (laughs) So I assume there's more going on linguistically there than... Sorry, Japanese. We don't know for sure. (laughs) Sorry, buddies. Do my best. God... Sorry, I've been uh, watching someone play Metal Gear Solid while I draw. Uh, I was working through a big batch of commissions, and there's a line where uh, where Hal Emmerich says, "Just like in my Japanese animes." <laughs> I lost my mind. Amazing. Anyway, uh, long, kind of forelimbs. I feel like it has um, it has the sense of like a blob where. Four points have been pulled out into yeah. into limbs. Almost, you might say, uh, like the the silhouette of any number of invertebrates, like jellyfish, yeah. etc. But it has the kind of dot dot line mouth going on in all of the <laughs> um, the recreations. I gotta say that my mental image of when you take it out of the water is, you know, kind of like. Um, You've seen, like, a dead jellyfish, right? Or a jellyfish on the beach? Yeah, yeah. Or, for example, we were talking about the blobfish when it's out of water, how it just kind of becomes this formless fat blob. (laughs) I imagine you, like, here's a thing in the water, and it kind of has a shape, and then you pick it up out, and it just is just, like, boneless, like... Yeah. Like, like over your hands, 
this <laughs> blubber of this creature as it just completely folds in two if you lift it up. I imagine it would be very heavy. I am making all of this up out of a mental image I have of <laughs> what it would look like if you took it out of the water and kind of just like, like, <laughs> and then you have to put it back into water, get it yeah. to look normal again. To give a little bit of a more, like, vivid visual if you've never heard of or seen this creature before. Excuse me. <laughs> well, <laughs> we didn't really even go into specifics. So it's it's completely white. Like, existing in the Arctic waters, totally white. These round, soulless-looking, like, eyes, large on their face. I don't know, they're Seems so judgmental. creepy to me. They're so unsettling to me. Uh, and maybe a little bit of a mouth. They're estimated to be 20 to 30 meters long. That's gigantic. So big. Humongous. These looming creatures that just kind of like meander through the water. It's, oh, they're Whoa. so creepy. I watched so many like supposed clips of them and oh, I was like, I'm going to have some really weird dreams tonight. Um, but they have, like we said, a humanoid shape, a very round head, like circular, not quite like elongated, like human faces are more oval or, or like taller than they are wide a lot of these look like very round their heads with these like very elongated uncanny valley maybe not so much for shoulders but like long long arms oh like if you Sometimes, threw the slender man like took his coat and threw him into the water and he turned if into he was a, fish? a little more bloated yeah yeah, yeah that's oh, what he, he would got look bloated like from he ate a lot underwater. of salt <laughs> yeah yeah but and sometimes they have these five fingered hands, which is really upsetting. Sometimes they just kind of end in these little like fin things, or their arms are just kind of tentacly. Uh, some depictions I've seen have these large, a large fin or like a mermaid like tail, but still that like soft white blubbery. Um, what's an what is it? Is it a beluga? Are they the white? Oh ones? yeah. I just is feel it, like that, it would be. I feel like that's what they would feel. It like. would either be a beluga, but I imagine it would. This is really dumb, but I imagine it would almost be like set jello. Yeah, yeah, that's what they look like they might feel like. And they're just, they're very, very uncanny valley, very unsettling. And with the size that they supposedly are, just so completely unsettling to look at and watch videos about, like... I must say, there are a couple quote-unquote photos of it standing, and it does look very oh. silly. It looks like... Oh. It looks like something someone made in Gary's mod as a joke. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. If you remember um back to the, all the way back to the first episode, the fairies, when uh I had said during research I found a video that was like just a slideshow of images uh, accompanied by a text to speech narration over the top of it. I found uh like two or three of those for the Ningen and they're still very unsettling. <laughs> Um, and it was, oh, some of them had, like, these, like, video clips of it, and, like, here's my evidence for it, and, Worth oh, saying this, quote-unquote, uh, Ningen video evidence contains no actual video. It's entirely still photographs and drawings, which... Oh, I did see two videos. Okay. They're very unsettling. They're not confirmed. They don't know what for sure they are. Or, no, I saw... Three. Let's be real. This is They're basically so upsetting. very X Files in terms of like everything is like there's evidence, but the government's suppressing it. There's also yeah. a whole um like really bad subplot in the X Files about the Japanese government suppressing evidence of like an alien dissection 
maybe I'm. Mm-hmm. Moving, no, that's all together, very interesting. We are very heavily encrypted territory. We are seated directly as like as happily comfortably in encrypted territory with this topic as you can get. Like this Welcome. is this is along the lines with like like people talk about this like they talk about Roswell. Like this is it like, exists, but it's been suppressed. There's government conspiracies. There's history and sightings. There's Men in Black. Like this whole thing is like there's. So we talk about in in a lot of our topics, like with like the Goatman and like uh, with uh, like other various things in Gargos, we we talk about how myths and these these stories are made popular by like newspapers and articles and things like that. This is very much in line with that, but it's so much more recent that it exists almost solely on forums and conspiracy forums on the internet, which is wild. I. Yeah, I gotta say, a lot of the uh, video evidence does... Okay, I... It leaves a lot up to be. Let's say that uh, it's one of those things where where if you're, like, into this, there's... The, the choice whether or not to believe that this is a thing is entirely aesthetic. There's no... It's one of those things with cryptids where, like, I think some... Uh, some conspiracy theories are flawed for bigger reasons, like ancient aliens tends to be very racist because it, it proposes that, well, white people didn't build it, so must have been aliens. Um, but when it comes <sighs> really to gross. things like the Ningen, it is entirely harmless and fun whether or not you 100% believe in it and are invested in discovering the truth or whether or not you think it's just, like, a fun uh, kind of uh, urban legend. Like, there's no downside slash upside, unless, I guess, unless you have, like, some kind of thing where you're infiltrating the Japanese government to look for Ningen oh photos. I don't know. <sighs> I can't. I oh, cannot boy. endorse infiltration for the sake of this jelly man. Yeah. God, I hope he looks like je- Like, I realize that he could also just have the texture of beluga where it's like firm but smooth but i really want it to be like very squishy very squishy also one of these photos looks like they had the uh it basically looks like someone took a polar bear and then covered the entire outside of a polar bear with smooth white flesh including like (laughs) the face and just just picture that and then 30 feet tall that's a good spook. <laughs> thirty meters tall. 60 oh God! Feet, or third ninety, whatever, whatever I said, twenty Times to three. thirty meters. Hey, I'm sorry about the imperial. Yeah, sorry about system. that. It's bad. Things, feet are dumb and bad, and we should really be doing things in meters and centimeters. But say, lovey, here we are. Say, lovey. Sorry, metric system. So I want to say it's a gooey, but it might not be gooey. I don't know. It might be. I want it I to be know. gooey. I did see one clip that was like supposedly it was a Ningen, but like it was like something that was like three, three to five feet tall, and it, I don't know. Oh. There was like flooding in some like Japanese coast town after a storm, and someone was like filming something, and it like it was very unsettling. What it was, I have no idea what they filmed or what if it was real even. But like, I have no idea what it could be. But like, they were claiming it was a Ningen. So I don't know. But it was like this thing that like this completely snow white blob that like 
emerged from the water and then like shot up the side of a fence it was really very strange to look at and like (laughs) did not look like any sort of creature i'd ever seen before i don't know i really i subscribe to the notion that these things are like 20 to 30 meters long i enjoy that but this i like if this thing was i don't know it was very small if supposedly if they could be a little too but uh very very weird and unsettling to watch because it did do you not... know what the pokemon grimer looks like yes it's basically a pile with eyes and mouth for other people <laughs> uh the, the other video i saw of this thing was like here's a shark swimming past now zoom in on the seafloor and it's just this kind of like placid unmoving smiling <laughs> face and two dot eyes that just look yeah. like a grimer hanging out at the bottom of the ocean i love it we will link some uh some supposed evidence on our twitter wow. once this episode goes up so you can kind of see some of this just- because they're very weird some of the things are very very weird <sighs> and they're just and it's worth saying like Ugh. so uh we have near where i live we have the house on the rock um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which has this enormous sculpture of a blue whale fighting a giant squid, which I bring up entirely because um, it's incredible how inaccurate people's impressions of sea creatures are as recent as like 50 to 60 years ago. Um, well, let's say 60 to. I, is it not 2000? Is it the year 2000? Um, (laughs) but also when things in the water decay, they tend to decay because they tend to have different kinds of bone structures or no bones, or it's all chitin or, um, or cartilage. Stuff decays in different ways. Oh, a nice little song. Uh, which means that as things decay or move through the water... The difference between, like, being submerged and being on land just kind of, like, plump uh, can really change the shape of something and change how people think about it. Like, uh, yeah, like famously, images of giant squids being dredged up, and it's like, what is this bl- <gasps> yeah. big flat sheet? Gooey and long and big and... Yeah, bloated and... Yeah. Just and so- also, oh, like, God, that's creepy. bits of the body might decay at different rates and be dredged up and mistaken for something else or yeah. uh you see a lot gosh i think there was a thing a while ago about like look at this creepy thing that washed up and i was like it's a decomposed raccoon <laughs> still gross stuff's weird when it's in the water yeah water does some fun stuff it's what we need to live but it's also uh wild as heck mm-hmm Sometimes I think about the fact that humans and whales have a common ancestor, and I get really excited. That's very weird. The f- why oh. did they get the Why did they get the good features? That I whales, be big. I know. We. I, I want to be. I want. I want teeth that are essentially hair. <laughs> I want to be that I big, do not. but also. I want to uh, inhale krill. You know that thing about how whales have like were at some point on land and then went back to the water. Yeah, so yeah. Little, ah, that's so cool. I love, I love it. I love that whole thing. Also, God, how much, I know forever. that it probably looked completely different, but how much would you pay to see just like a land whale walking around I, on his uh, four legs? I love it. 
I am in love with that whole visual. <laughs> oh, man. They were just like online. I'm like, I, you know I'm what? Good. I can see where this is going and I'm good. Yeah. I'm, I'm like going... super good. Back to the <laughs> ocean. Go back. My mom called. I have to go right now Swim's immediately. Swim. I'm going to go sing with my friends. Uh, whale songs too? God, don't even get me started. This Whales are episode so cool. is I Want to Be a Whale with Caitlin and Bernadette. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Except for the period of time in which uh, corsets were a thing. I don't know. Yeah. Not my thing. Yeah. Give, let me keep my bones and stuff. <laughs> Although I didn't realize whalebone in corsetry was actually just um, the, the teeth bit. The, Ooh, the hair the, yeah, I don't know what they're called. There's like I feel like there's a fancy I had the word in recalling. my brain and then it disappeared. Much, uh, much, baleen? Much. Nope. Mm-hmm. Whale Here teeth. we go. Here's this week's episode of Caitlin Googles It. Whale teeth. Uh, baleen! I was right. Fancy. Hello. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm very proud of you. God. I realize that that, uh, Gosh, watching nature documentaries always stresses me out because you realize, like, how fake the idea of living a a safe and uneventful life is. Like, only really... (laughs) Even humans can't do it, and we have the most uh, infrastructure to kind of encourage that. And when it comes to especially, like, wild animals in general, but also just fish, where I'm just like, God, that's so stressful. That's so stressful all the time. Yes. But I still kind of want to be a big whale. I feel like you have less trouble with things that aren't humans. Like, it's like as far as like your fellow be, sea creatures aren't going to bother you be as a much. dinosaur, I'd want to be like a sauropod. Mm-hmm. So I could just be big and eat some, eat some tasty treats. Yeah. By which I mean ferns. So Leopluridon, that's a thing, right? Uh, sure. I'm just looking at pictures of whale teeth. Some yeah, of them just have normal teeth, which is honestly kind of scary. <laughs> yeah. I'd be a, if I was a dinosaur, I'd be a Leopluridon. 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 Mm-hmm. I'm looking it up so I can judge. Oh, wow. No one's messing with you, huh? <laughs> They're just really cool. I love their I love their flippers. I like that most of the uh, artist uh, renderings of these make them just look like they're yelling. I know. Ah! <laughs> Have you? Okay, we're going to take a step back from the episode for a second. I'll keep yeah, it in. Oh, but we like... weren't already doing that? Yeah. <laughs> no, um, extra far away. There was a video that I saw a week ago, maybe, that was um, a video where someone took a bunch of pictures of prehistoric animals and, like, put that that cowboy yelling song (laughs) over it while while they were looking for pictures of animals with their mouths open so they could Photoshop microphones by them so made it look like they were yelling like this these most of these photos of leopluridon would fit very well into that video i don't think it's the same era but no oh i thought you meant yodeling as a as a art form and dinosaurs (laughs) dinosaurs could take a yodeling if they want to bernadette excuse you (laughs) 
Uh, now I just need videos. Do you of think dinosaurs had music? Maybe. That's a cool thought. I hope they did. That would just make me extra sad. I like the idea that they just had their own kind of uh, a super they, like... <laughs> developed infrastructure and civilization. But they're Maybe all they just dinosaurs. To themselves. I think I'm that just talking sense. about Dinotopia now. Maybe, yeah. Oh, well. Uh, let's see. So, Ningen. <laughs> yeah, Ningen, the thing we've been talking about this whole time. This whole, we have not veered off topic at all. It would... So, I'll... Soft is what I'm saying. I think they should be soft. <laughs> so, I want to talk a little bit about the history of the sightings and stuff. So, like I mentioned earlier, this isn't, uh, something that's been around for all too that long, because it kind of found its, its grips in the cryptozoological community on the internet on internet forums so one of what i found to be what was supposedly the first reported sighting was there was uh this japanese whale research ship i don't know what the specificity of it is uh but they supposedly ran into this huge snow white (laughs) dead-eyed squishy looking creature they documented Mm. it and found videos of it but this this person who is supposedly a member of this crew reported what they saw on this i think it was two channel is that a place on the internet Mm -hmm. i don't really know it drew a lot of attention outside of that community, and they rose to popularity after an article was published about them in 2007 in an issue of a Japanese paranormal magazine, um, and in the article called them Antarctic Humans. And there was a screenshot from Google Maps that, uh, that claimed that there was a, a, a Ningen uh, appeared in this, in this screen cap. Yeah. 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 But it's a very creepy looking photo like you can kind of see this vaguely humanoid white shape on the ocean it's very strange to look at you can google it um and you'll be able to find it but uh, all of these all of the sightings that supposedly have been found it's hard to document because they you can only see them at night and they only come out whatever they're supposedly nocturnal and they're very elusive um they're just they're this oh that's just the smooth skin is just so so creepy and these these videos that came out the three of the three that i saw i don't know if one of them was from supposedly from this from this research ship or if these were other than that but um i feel like this is almost like one of the writers on the x-files finished writing on that show and was like i need to make my mark on civilization Tap a tap tap tap. Ningen. It like everything about the story just makes me think. God, how are Mulder and Scully gonna solve this one? And by solve, I mean don't solve and just kind of learn about it and then ignore it for the rest of eternity. Oh God! So we're the gonna get angry but... mail from cryptozo- the cryptozoological. Oh, I thought you were gonna say X Files fans. From X Files, no, I think they'd appreciate that. From like, the I watched the season with Doggett, and for that, I should get a prize. <laughs> there, uh, yeah. Basically, there... there have been a lot of rumors circulating in Japan specifically, but Wrong. around the world about the existence of this Arctic humanoid life forms that inhabit these icy waters. Uh, but 
It's been reportedly observed on multiple occasions by crew members of government, specifically government-operated whale research ships. Mm. Ooh, I don't know, but all of their, supposedly all their stuff. Yeah. According to one of the accounts I found, there were crew members on deck saw what they well this was this was the first one that they they thought that it was like a submarine off in the distance but then as they got closer it became clearer to them that it was it was so it was a regular and not not a man-made shape uh so it it and as soon as they laid on eyes on it it disappeared by the way deeper into the water i love the construct in like horror and uh other stuff that um like scientific research teams are exquisitely funded and like numerous can you imagine how much of (laughs) a pain it is to fund anything even remotely (laughs) like this yeah like what are we what are we gonna learn from sea creatures well look (laughs) janet it's important (laughs) it's important we want to find the ningen (laughs) it's my life's work yeah there's Oh, and then the government says no, and then a rich investor with perhaps something to... Ha- I'm just describing the plot <laughs> as content. I'm really sorry. There you go. This is what... This, is this the second episode in a row we brought up content? Oh, well, it might have gotten cut out of the last one. That's okay. One of my fa- favorite films. Oh, is you were making a joke and you asked me to cut it out, so I did. That was oh. a content. Well, can you cut me out entirely from this episode? <laughs> no. <laughs> Okay, well. But the conspiracy, there, like I mentioned earlier, that it's it's in line with like Roswell and like alien conspiracies because, to date, there has been no solid, actual, provable, valid evidence of this creature. Only these these videos that could be something else, but they're creepy to look at, so you should definitely look them up anyways because they're very unsettling. Supposedly, supposedly, here's the here's what people think that various governments have kept very high, highly like classified, detailed records of these sightings and these these like visuals of it and and keeping tabs on these creatures, but they've never released any information to the public and they've apparently instructed eyewitnesses to remain silent, men in black fashion, like. <laughs> People in suits, black suits, show up to your house if you've had any, if you were talking about it at a bar somewhere, the next day you get threatened. Like, here's my other that thing sort about of a thing. <laughs> Is that, like, I realize that governments have all had some pretty, like, shifty undercover stuff gone on in the past, but it's almost always concerning warfare. <laughs> and the yeah. idea of, like, I, f- the mental image of, like, someone dragging themselves into work at like the department of transportation or like <laughs> filing you know housing applications or you know doing essentially boring bureaucratic stuff and then like one door over there's like this is the ningen room <laughs> you can't come in here i eat my this lunch the- alone every day <laughs> i have my, my own bus. break room <laughs> And it's just, oh my God. I just like. It's a good visual. With some obvious exceptions, I feel like a lot of government workers are just people trying to do their best. Yeah. Just trying to scrape by. Yeah. This hell world. <sighs> 
yeah, cover. Apparently, yeah. there have been lots of cover-ups. That that Japanese whaling research ship that supposedly caught it. Not all of the all of the or caught caught wind of it, caught images of it. Uh, all of their evidence, everything that they found, all their records supposedly have never surfaced because apparently the government government influence or like pressure has has like convinced them not to but there are thoughts that i feel this was this was similar with the roswell and a lot of like ufo stuff that these terrible photos and these really unrealistic awful garbage pictures are being released on purpose to instill disbelief in the whole concept because it's this huge cover-up and i was like oh interesting what a good use of dollars Yeah. What yeah. a good use of like human time on this <laughs> on this earth. Your short life in the mm-hmm. concealment yeah. of this big gooey boy. So here's where we get it more into aliens. So oh, like gosh. I mentioned earlier, I have some stuff. It was it was a very interesting thought and some of the stuff I found, not that it really has a lot to do with it, but I was reading someone's like blog entry about mm. it and I was like, this is stuff maybe not like something that I subscribe to, but like it's an interesting thought. So apparently there's a thing called USO, which is unidentified submersible objects, which is essentially the aquatic water ocean version of UFOs. Which is very funny. Yeah, man. Um, but it's like when people on boats, fishermen, whatever, see objects shoot out of the water and soar through the air and then plunge back down into the ocean. Um, which, you know, you think fish, but I guess they think that there are other things in there, too. Uh, these They called them, like, vehicles in quotation marks, which is funny. Um, but they've been reported entering and leaving the waters and whatever by many, many sources. And one person they cited was Christopher Columbus himself. Hmm, yes. Uh, Famously uh, an upstanding human being <laughs> who did nothing wrong in his whole no. life. No. God. Nor had any garbage <laughs> opinions or stories. Yep. But uh, there's apparently sightings of USOs continue uh, to the day. And these... This th- this thought was interesting and kind of vaguely horrifying to me. So the Ningen, Ningen, who are these like stiffly sw- swimming in quotation marks th- th- objects, creatures in these videos, potentially in this person's mind are really living machines. Oh, hmm? they're ships way underwater. It's very yes, cool. Yes, yes cool. So they said they understand that it's a stretch, but they said it's conceivable that the reason no one, <gasps> quote, the reason that nobody claimed to see the Ningen until the 1990s is because they, because they never existed on Earth before then. Perhaps these Ningen, either by their own design or through an inadvertent UFO crash, represent, quote, unquote, <clears throat> foreign species that accidentally or intentionally invaded our ecosystem. I'll grant the premises thin, but the concept is nonetheless Caitlin, intriguing. you know what they look like? At least what? vaguely like if they were squished out as Baymax. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! They're Squish just really Baymax. big, long Baymax! And if terrible. Baymax was made of taffy and someone stretched him out, that's what Ningen looked like. <gasps> Oh Life my is God. good again. Life is very good again. I want to quote that really quick, or uh, uh, source that, cite oh, that quote. Uh, it's www.miamighostchronicles.com forward slash stranger dash than dash fiction forward slash Ningen. And 
it was an interesting read. This person had some thoughts that I thought were pretty cool. Hey, Maybe not. It's yes, cool. Exactly. I I don't know. I liked it. I liked that angle where it isn't it isn't necessarily of Earth, and that's why we never saw it before. <laughs> then it was just pretty cool. There's always an. But I do like because I feel like if you're already gonna commit to like the government cover-up thing why not also aliens i'm down for that yeah but also there's an element to it where i'm like man just think like bubble boy you know stepping into an environment that you're not uh, acclimated to just how incredibly dangerous that would be but the idea of them being basically long bay (laughs) max is by far funnier to me than them being just kind of squishy fishmen who are for some reason a big secret i don't know man they're just they're uh, so they're very unsettling they're really weird a lot of the vid two of the videos i remember seeing were very unclear and i couldn't really see it was like one of them it kind of like pops up in the bottom and like then pops up again and then it's gone and there was one that just i really could not figure out what i was supposed to be looking at because the quality was so bad (laughs) um but then there's the one that looks like a manatee there's but doesn't quite have the right proportions. One of these photos that keeps getting uh, tossed around as, like, like real evidence. It has, like, one of those, um, those like, frames around it. And it's clearly a 3D model. <laughs> and <laughs> I'd just like to say, like, all right, man. I guess you put a lot of time into that in ZBrush. But still, don't tell me it's a photograph. They're very cool. There's a lot of really unsettling, very cool-looking artistic representations, though. Gosh, uh, I just if you can't shake the image of me lifting it up and it just going like blob. It's just a blob, yeah, like <laughs> thing that should be in the ocean removed from the ocean. I've been thinking about that for this entire hour. I'm so glad. Oh, I really quick wanted to mention something that come came came up while I was looking at this because of the kind of premise of. Japanese fishing vessel picks up a mysterious thing off of the coast of, you know, wherever. And ooh, what is it? Spooky. Um, the Zuiomaru or a uh, new Nessie, new Nessie, uh, is another one of those things in the in the kind of long history of weird rotten thing must be something special they thought it was a plesiosaur but almost everyone agrees that it was a basking shark that was mostly decomposed and that's a thing you see a lot in you know like um those quote-unquote historical mermaids where it's either a monkey stitched to a fish or it's some (laughs) vaguely decayed thing that got preserved in a weird way uh i do like the idea of you know, there's a lot of stuff in the sea, and it's we weird don't know a and lot about it. gooey, and I'm interested in it. But, like, also the sea is a weird place that messes with <laughs> decomposition and with tissue. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, it would be so gooey, Caitlin. You just, like, <laughs> blorp like a I think puddle. We... <laughs> we, didn't... we mentioned it briefly in the beginning, but, like, I just... They, I went into this topic thinking that it was going to be more horror 
scary, like, whatever. And we don't have a lot of, like, lore or stories to go with this, like, about the creature and the history of the creature, just, like, sightings. But, like, I went into this thinking it was going to be scary, but it's really, it's just, like, it's just, like, a big, big squishy dude who, like, floats around and with big old eyes and... I know, I feel similarly to it, how you would feel about, you know, like, a giant squid or a manta ray, where it's just, like, you're just weird looking, living your life. You freaky little dude. Love you. I love you. Here we go. We haven't talked about this in a while. Would you kiss it? Mm, No, but I would, like, poke it deliberately, trying to figure out what that texture is. Yeah, I feel like I need to know what it feels like. And if it had enough, like, tension, I would play it like a drum. Like Ooh, a bongo, bongo ningen bongo. Which, I'll admit, does seem disrespectful. So I'm sorry. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe I wouldn't not. do that. Mr. Ningen, please come to my house. <laughs> please come over. Please come to our stone house. You probably wouldn't fit, but... We'll make a special pond for you. <laughs> oh no, ponds are fresh water. Uh, would you kiss it? I feel like maybe I would kiss it. Maybe like on the forehead, just like Aw. Good night, sweet Ningen. Mwah. Good night, friend. I really like this creature. Like it just it's like a big, harmless, like goofy looking, funky little dude. I've really come around to it. <laughs> I know, right? I was like, like I said, I went in being like, ooh, I'm kind of nervous about this. And even like looking at the conspiracy videos that are so like really intense. And here's the evidence and why the government is lying to you. And I was like, no, he's just cool. I just like him a lot. He's a a good long egg. Good long dude. I like him. I like him a lot. So sadly, we don't really have much in the way of pop culture for this fun guy, aside from just being <laughs> like the hottest of topics on like cryptozoological forums on the internet. Um, and adjacently, sadly, there isn't really a D&D equivalent on this topic either, which is very sad. This is two episodes in a row with no D&D corner. We're gonna have to make up for oh, that no. like big time. <laughs> it's very sad. That's really, I think that's all we've got on our on our new special friend. But thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Stone Houses. Uh, our next episode will be going up on the, oh, I don't even know. When is our next one going up? February? Yeah, man. Oh, God. Holy moly. We're, our next episode goes up February 4th. Oh, woo. Wow. That's awesome. Uh, so one week from when this goes up, uh, we have this episode in our announcements. We have a huge, 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 huge thank you to my buddy Elise. Uh, she was really kind uh, to offer to be a, a guest artist for our, uh, for our topic art. She did the topic announcement for this episode and you can find her at Noodle Dead, N-O-O-D-L-E-D-E-A-D on Twitter and the same on Instagram with uh, an underscore before it. Uh, and if you like the kind of stuff we talked about today, you should definitely go check her out. She does a lot of stuff with, like, cryptids and creatures and re- likes a lot of, like, creepy things. I'm and, so uh, happy that she wanted to do this for us. I know. Yeah, we really, we really, really appreciate it. It was so sweet. Um, we maybe are going to try to bring in guest artists, like, once a month from here on out, we already have someone who wants to do one for February, and I might have someone for March already. So 
That's really cool. We really appreciate uh, people wanting to be involved with our show like that. And we really, we really love it. So thank you so much, Elise. Again, at Noodle Dead, you should absolutely go check her out. And we'll be promoting her heavily on Twitter too. So so don't, don't worry about that. But thank you. Thank you. Love you so much. Uh, Bernadette has a comic. Oh yeah. It's called Wish and the wild hunt.com it's called the wish and the wild hunt but it's at <laughs> wish and the wild hunt.com currently hosted on uh eventar but that may change in the future and the link will go to the same place Woohoo! i love that you always sound surprised at, like i reminded you that you are making a project every time i'm sorry what <laughs> send it to you. do i do a thing i don't think i do a thing <laughs> i don't think i do anything no <laughs> mm, you should check you should check it. that out too uh, if you enjoyed what you heard today, please share our show with a friend. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. It really means a lot to us, and it tells podcast hosting sites that, hey, we're worth a listen, and they'll show our show to more potential listeners. And uh, I tweeted about this the other day, but if you've reviewed us on a site other than iTunes, please screenshot and send it to me so I can thank you in the section. I only use iTunes, and I don't have a google device so i can't get google podcasts or anything so i can't see if you've said something kind about us i have i would love to be able to thank you in our shout out section um so if you feel up for it uh go for it if you feel if you don't want to that's okay too but i would love to be able to appreciate you in the episode um currently we're available on google podcasts spotify anchor breaker pocket cast Radio public stitcher itunes and Castbox. you can check us out at stonehouses cast on twitter and instagram on facebook.com forward slash stonehousescast. And thank you to everyone who has been tweeting about us, tweeting about us or posting about us uh, using hashtag stonehousescast or tagging us on Twitter. We really, really appreciate you getting the words out. And this week's shout out, let's go to Scott and Pidge. And then just once again, thank you, Elise, so much for the art. I love you so much. Uh, really, really appreciate us. And if you post about us, I can put your name here, too, and tell you how much I love you. And it's fun. I love this part. Oh, man. So, so, hey. (laughs) So, hey. (laughs) Welcome back to the show. No, um, I want to get real for a second here at the end of our episode. Um... Sorry, I know all we do. I can imagine is you turning around your chair and sitting on it backwards like a cool teacher. I'm, yeah, so kiddo. So, <laughs> Not to trivialize a very serious thing we're going to talk about. But, no, I feel you. I, we, do, we do a lot of joking around here, and we like to be positive. We like to be a positive thing, um, even when things around us are not so positive. And there's kind of been some real garbage things happening uh, around us, and... We just want to take a moment to maybe encourage people to take the time to call your Congress people, um, and if it's within within your means, maybe consider donating to places like uh, the National Center for Transgender Equality, or to the Native American Right Rights Fund, or the Refugee and Immigrant Center for Education and Legal Services. Um, it it means a lot, and it if you can't do things donating and, and raising the voices of people who who can and people who don't have as big of a platform using your platform and your privilege for good is is always something that that should be in the back of your mind um and we just want we wanted to take a moment uh, at the end of our episode to say we see you we care about you we love you and we want you to stay safe so on that note this has been stone houses an amateur guide to fiction fable and folklore i'm caitlin Ruder. I'm Laura Burnett at Meeker. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Love you. Bye.